Due to explicit content and language, listener's discretion is advised. Black in thought. All right. Let's get started. You may learn something. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Black in Thought, where we take a look at current and cultural issues, applying that Afrocentric trip to them. Your hosts tonight are... We got the professor, J.B.D., and of course, me, Ill Will. Welcome to episode nine of Black and Thought, where tonight's topic is going to be the Black Lives Matter movement versus the Black Lives Matter organization. Um, as we've been seeing lately, there's a clear difference in between the movement and the organization. Yeah, you may disagree with what I'm saying, but um, give us a listen and let us point it out to you as far as to show you that there's somewhat of a difference between the two. Um, the way we look at it, uh, there's kind of a lot of confusion going on right now because when people have been donating, there's been a lot of places donating to the Black Lives Matter. Black Li- they, they, th- they think they're donating to Black Lives Matter, but in actuality, they don't know what they're, they're um, donating to. I mean, there's several organizations, there's several foundations that are claiming to be a part of Black Lives Matter, but are they the the root or the foundation um, cause when I say that? Uh, and I'm, I'm going to start with a little piece that I found that showed the, the, a huge confusion that happened between the, uh, the foundation and the organization per se. Um, so let's, let, let's, let's take a listen. But our whole goal is to find a way to bring the community and the police together so that we can live in harmony with the police. Robert Ray Barnes is the founder of the Black Lives Matter Foundation in Santa Clarita, not associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. And therein lies the confusion. Tonight, a BuzzFeed article claims in the wake of racial protests, donors mistakenly raised more than $4 million for the local nonprofit, thinking it was going back to the Black Lives Matter Global Network, the worldwide movement that aims to end police brutality. I've seen articles that says that I've raised $4.3 million where, you know, I have never had anything close to that. The BuzzFeed article does say the bulk of that money raised was frozen before it could be dispersed. Nevertheless, Barnes says he has never associated with Black Lives Matter Global Network. I've never heard one word from anybody from Black Lives Matter. But he says he has received donations for his foundation, although he would not disclose the amount. I don't know whether they're doing it to support what I was doing or not. How do I know? I've been around since 2015. Barnes says he started the Black Lives Matter Foundation in 2015 after he says his wife's ex-husband was allegedly shot and killed by an LAPD officer. Although the foundation is registered, he says he has yet to launch any programs. Instead, he says he puts money into other charities. I'm actually proud of what we do. I'm not ashamed of it. BuzzFeed claims many of the recent donations came from Benevity, a site that connects large corporations like Google and Apple to charities. Tonight, a disclaimer was placed on the Black Lives Matter Foundation donation page, saying it had no association with BLM. And GoFundMe sent us this statement, saying in part, 
180 campaigns have recently raised money for the Black Lives Matter Foundation, raising $350,000. GoFundMe placed all funds on hold, and we are working with PayPal and the campaign organizers to ensure all of the money raised is transferred to the Black Lives Matter movement via their fiscal sponsor. So if someone did not want to donate something to me, then I, I would gladly return. As an example, people have asked me, people have sent me checks that says Black Lives Matter, doesn't say the foundation, and I send it back. We did reach out to the Black Lives Matter movement here in Los Angeles, but have yet to hear back as for the Black Lives Matter Foundation. When it comes to taxes, the latest return we could find was in 2017. The foundation brought in just under $300,000. Barnes was the only employee to get paid just over $20,000. Mm, 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 mm. Reporting in Santa Clarita, Leslie Marin, CBS 2 News. And that's what I mean. Um... People are unsure of where they're donating money, unsure of where they're putting their resources in, because, I mean, just him as a simple person created a foundation back in 2015, calling himself the Black Lives Matter Foundation. And, you know, you're thinking you're donating to the global movement, but you're really donating to a single person saying he's part of the foundation now. And then with that, you know, you don't know what his views are because he's just a single person within this. Um, so that's why we think it's important to get it out. You know, the movement versus the organization and, you know, what's going on around it. Because, I mean, that's a clear example of, you know, someone who just popped up with a foundation and going to accept funds and then not have a real place to put it back into the community. Um, yeah, I mean, he said he was doing a couple of things, but I mean, what truly was he doing um, from that? You know, he said he was sending money back if they didn't specifically say they were donating to the foundation. But I mean, how many other people are out here with foundations or, you know, claiming to be part of the organization and or as we've seen, you know, people go along, um, they the media, how they characterize just to say, if you're a black person and you do something and it winds up being newsworthy where, you know, you have an individual just to say, uh, and it is what it is when I say this, just say they catch an individual tearing up a business and just say it happens to be a black person. The first thing the media is going to say is here is a black lives matter person destroying this business. Um, so, you know, for us as black people, we know that this is not a person part of the movement or a person who believes in necessary, necessarily the mission statement of the organization. Um, this is a person for whatever game that they're trying to do, um, having their own thoughts and feelings of whatever they're trying to gain. This is person. This is a person who is not of the movement. This is a person who is not of the organization. Because if there was a person of the organization or the movement, they would be doing it peacefully and exercising every right they have to protest and not necessarily tear up stuff. Now, we've talked about beforehand, you know, protest versus riot with this situation. But in this context, if we're talking the movement versus the organization, um, the rioting side of it is not a part of necessarily i feel and i'm just gonna say i feel not part of the movement or the organization uh, so 
that's why I feel there's a huge misconception when it comes to the media and other parties that play a part in putting out a false narrative when it comes to the muti- the the movement versus the organization because so many people have their own agenda that they want to put forth just to have a when we're talking about the media outlets just to have a news story they don't care what it is they just want a news story i mean they don't care if it makes sense they don't care if it's um hurting the black community by putting this information out here that you know we're all showing that, you know, how black people are supposedly violent and, you know, we, we do this and we do that, in which they don't understand by putting out that message. I mean, you set us back because a lot of us are everyday working people that just want to enjoy the American dream like the United States puts out that we want a part of. And so with that, you know, we have to go back to why was black lives matter started and you know with this um, original uh mission statement you know for against police brutality against black folks and finding justice in you know systematic racism when it comes to incarceration and things of that nature when it comes to you know the equal treatment when it comes to you know sentencing and um justice Uh, law enforcement treatment and things like that. So the movement and you know, my, and this is just my opinion, the movement versus the organization, the organization um, is going to be a foundation and the movement is going to be an ever evolving product of the organization. So with that, what I mean is, is the 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 movement's going to be fluid in its actions, um, in whatever it does. So, I think the movement more so participates in the protests and the and the riots more say when um, they do happen, um, to where the organization you know they put out all the information that lets you know. That hey, this is what we're we stand for. This is why we stand for this, and this is what we want, and why we want it. So, <clears throat> I'll uh, give my two cents about it. I think that most black people in this country um, are behind ending pr- pr- police brutality against black people. Um, changing the criminal justice system and how it affects black people. But I don't think that most black people really are for a lot of the things that are in the mission statement for or aware the black lives Mm -hmm. matter or or aware too. But I think if they were aware with some of the things that they say, I think the biggest thing for me when I read their mission statement that I don't agree with is the um it mentions about the nuclear family and how <clears throat> it's it's not in support of a nuclear family and that it's a you know we all heard it you know it, it takes a village to raise a child yes it mm-hmm. does it takes it takes but within that village is a nuclear family you know what i mean so um when they ascribe to that when they put all, put a put up put a um <clears throat> a separation as if a mother and a father and children are not an ideal situation for somebody to grow up in. That really doesn't speak to me. 
you know. So, um, and that's where I have a a struggle with that that piece. So, because I know from my experience, <clears throat> from many of my family's experience, when you don't have um, a father figure in your life, you know, and, or your mother's not there, it it causes um, scars. It causes issues and challenges that individuals got to work through that they shouldn't have to if those things were in place. Now, granted, you have to you have to live life and you have to move forward. So, yes, when your when your aunt or your grandmother or um <clears throat> someone else in your family has to pick up the slack for things that happen, obviously, you know, that's that's what's required and that's what's needed, but um you know, statistically, the people who are most successful, you know, and when I say success, they able to, um, you know, from, from, a, from, even from a wealth standpoint, just to put it simply and, and being able to provide people that come out of those nuclear situations are more, they're ahead of the game. So I think that when you basically say, and when you tout and say that we're not about that, I, I have a, I, I struggle with that big time. So which, you know, I mean, I agree because I mean, let me get a little bit off topic here for a second, but and then I bring it back. But like you say, um, a a woman can't fully teach a young boy how to be a man. No, it takes a man how to to teach his son or a young man how to be a man, um, and vice versa. You know, uh, a, a man raising a a single daughter, you know, he can't teach his daughter how to be a woman no. f- uh, fully. Um, and with that, that is uh, the misconception, you know, through the the nuclear thing that I mean, it's just like. <sighs> I mean, that's that, that's so foundational. And, and you know, they'll, they'll say it's, you know, the, I'll, I'll read it says it says we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and quote villages that collectively care for one another especially our children to the degree that mothers parents and children are comfortable it really it doesn't even mention fathers it doesn't it leaves the father out i mean so so to me it's like um you know it 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 is kind of to me it is in the same line when you know you guys talk about willie lynch and how you separate disassociate um, and break the family structure apart, that's when you can really have control. So to me, in my opinion, this is just, it's like a political uh, aim to eliminate the the male's Mm -hmm. role in this equation from the family unit. Yeah. And, 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 And what, and what, and what, comes up underneath that is some other thing. It could be the state. It could be some organization. And that's a re- and honestly, this is a, re- a lot of reasons why gangs exist. You know, because they're looking for that that a family to a, be fa- a family to be a hold of, and that and and they're missing that. So that's why that's why gangs are so attractive to some of our young black males because they feel someone cares about because they feel somebody cares. So so you know, I I just really can't. You know, I'm 
wholeheartedly 100% with ending police brutality, you know, criminal justice reform, police reform, um, and all, all of what we've been talking about, but I, I can't get down with that. Mm-mm. So, yeah. that, and that's the struggle, I think, is when people who are aware of this, they're like, hold on, wait a minute, especially um, Christian organizations, churches, when they see a lot of the things that are mentioned in this uh, mission statement, it, it goes against the Bible, um, the Bible, Bible. And, and what what Christianity is based on. So, yeah, yeah. So when we talk about uh, Black Lives Matter movement versus the organization, what what's happening here is they've turned the Black Lives Matter movement into a franchise. Because they're capitalizing on uh, our struggle. Right. They're yeah. capitalizing on our agony and our pain. Right? Exactly. So what must happen here is we must, you know, you know, when we get passionate, man, we're all over the place. You know, it, it catches on fire. We're everywhere. But we have to be mindful of those organizations. That want to co-op. Exactly. That want to co-op. Right. We have to have our own label, our own stamp, our own trademark, so we know that when we're contributing and we're building our brand, that we know there's no imposters, right? Because the last thing we want to do is we want people to come in and capitalize, again, like it's a franchise. And it's not. this is not a franchise. It's, we, a, it's we our got, lives. We got fucking skin in this game. Yeah. We got people who look like us who have died, right, for no reason at all, other than... Being black. Being black. And, you know, just a quick thing, you know, this is something that stuck with me. I mean, I heard this, and, I mean, this is just set with me. I mean, I, I, I love this, what I'm about to say. Catch on fire with enthusiasm. People will come from miles to mm-hmm. watch you burn. I mean, and they really will watch you burn um, with that. And like you said, how people are trying to turn this, change this into a franchise. Um it's the enthusiasm of the franchise. And, you know, if we, you know, as a people, we overdo it. I mean, people are going to come from miles to watch us burn and then watch the franchise burn down. Uh, we need to have an aim, a goal, and realistic aims and goals, not just, you know, broad broad measures and things like that. Uh, well, let me, let me jump in once one piece here. So what what comes to mind, one thing that I, before I forget, I was watching some videotape of protests, and pro, the protests, and um, people were in the street, and they said, okay, there's a pallet of bricks that just got dropped off. Now, people who are for ending police brutality and want criminal justice reform, and they're protesting the street for uh, George Floyd. They're not dropping off pallets of bricks. Trust that me. that that is that is that that are that, those are there are elements within this organization movement whatever that are co-opting this to for for their mission and what they what they want. You know, some people say it's what the people who were doing that shit on wall street a few years back mm-hmm. with that, uh, wanted to tear the economy down, yeah. you know, that they're there who was protesting on wall street and all that shit. Um, and they, you know, some people think it's them. Some people think it's other organizations, but 
I don't I don't believe that our people are um, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, having 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 the resources, the organization, and the wherewithal to put <laughs> pallets of bricks to say, right. "Hey, hey, here, protesters, here, rioters, here's some here's, bricks. here's some bricks that y'all can use." Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's, that, that's damn near the same shit that you know, like dropping crack in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so man. it's the, it's the same it's the same mindset. So we got to really be careful about you know when we say Black Lives Matter. Um, we have to be very keen in understanding, you know, how other groups and other or, and, and organizations are trying to co-opt this message. And that's in this why movement. I feel the media has a a huge responsibility in this. I mean, now, whether that's social media, uh, news media or whatever. You know, in which you can't really control social media because that's individuals. But every time something happens and they see a black person, the first thing out their mouth is Black Lives Matter person assaults these white people. Black Lives Matter tears up this building. When those individuals may not even have anything to do with the movement or the organization. So the media, whether it be social media or news media, is very irresponsible when it comes to putting out that message and they don't mind putting it out, which, I mean, it draws me to a question in which, you know, I was talking to someone and they brought this about, uh, do you think the black lives matter organizational movement can replace the NAACP in the future? What kind of question is that? I, I'm telling you, that's, thanks, this, thanks, this thanks, JB. Kind, you just took the word. You just took the wind out of my brain. I'm, I'm, this is what this is a question that I so, was so, asked. So, 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 so this I, is a question I was so, asked. So, so, let, so let me ask another question. Where has the NCAA NCAA NCAA? NCAA. <laughs> 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 I know, I know. I'm worried about college football too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> where, ha, where has the that organization been doing all this? The NAACP. To tell you the truth, I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, a, a lot of them during this. I, I truly haven't. Okay. But I will say, I mean, there's two different foundations for them where, of course, you know, Black Lives Matter is for the ending of police brutality against black people. The NAACP is over a broad range yeah. of in, so, inequalities. For so black so I have and a, it's the same. Well, one thing, Professor. So, yes, like, I don't, I don't know the specific name of the organization because we were talking about the black on black crime. Um, there, there are organizations that exist that focus specifically on ending violence right. in black communities. I agree, but that's not what the Black Lives Matter is about. It's about police brutality. Correct. Yeah. So, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm thinking about our episode uh, rioting versus protests. Again, you guys know where I stand on the subject. However, do you recall? Uh, back in the day when Martin Luther King was organizing these protests. When I they, don't, because I wasn't around. Well, I don't either. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I, I, I was swimming. We read about it. I read about it. But based off what you read when they were protesting and, and marching peacefully for things such as police brutality and uh, senseless deaths, anywhere where they had the ability, the media had the ability to franchise our intentions. And the answer is no. And my question is, what changed from then to now? What changed? I mean, I don't think um, 
a lot has changed because we're still going through a lot of the struggles. But to differentiate between the two, um, at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter is for, you know, the end of uh, police brutality, the end of uh, racial injustice and things like that. Um, this geared specifically towards base. I, I, I'm going to say laws and law enforcement to black folks to where the NAACP is for to ensure the political, educational, social, and economical equality of rights of all persons to eliminate race-based discrimination. So, so, so it's two different. So yeah, it's different. So okay. So you guys say it's different, but again, I'm going to go back again. What was Martin Luther King marching for? He was in NAACP rights. I don't think he was necessarily for no, 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 no. Black Lives Matter. We're rights. talking about black people who are getting hit with water hoses, black people who are lynched. Black yeah, people I, I, I so, think that when he when he the, the march was for all of it. I think I think it was more for, NAACP than BLM. I and, don't. I don't. I don't. I think at that time it was for all all the above. And because like whether it was I don't. I, I, it wasn't recognized as an issue of a Black Lives Matter issue back then. Yes, there was inequalities when it comes to police brutality and things like that. But more, I, I feel Martin Luther King was more so of equality across the whole board than just. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was part of it. So, um, I mean, they had to have, couldn't even vote without yeah. you know. So so that so I mean, it, it's. It, it was for a more broader, like you said, comprehensive change where this is more specific. And honestly, it's 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 more specific because there have been more advancements. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's really pigeonholed. It's, it's more surgical in yeah, this regard. Yeah, but, but where I'm going with this is, unfortunately, our African-American community is a flashcard society because you have the black lives matter organization who does not represent us but yet they've taken four million dollars from us so what i mean by a flash card society is, I that, hear you, brother. is that hey we're black lives uh, matter organization but we don't we don't uh, do our due diligence and a investigating these organizations mm -hmm. and b having that uh solidarity in our own organization. And the reason why I brought up Martin Luther King and his protests and his marches is because they couldn't franchise that. When he went and he marched and protests, and again, I'm I'm for rioting. However, when he protests, he organized, the whole group came out. You couldn't, if it wasn't- It, yeah, it, it couldn't get co-opted. Thank you, JB. It yeah, couldn't be co-opted, co right? It, it couldn't get. So, so now we're a flashcard society. Hey, I'm Black Lives Matter. We got all these signs. Yeah, I, I heard what you're saying, man. But see, I mean, okay. So with that, let me, let, let, let me, let's take a round table, I guess, a vote. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, going back to my original question, do you think the Black Lives Matter organization can replace the NAACP because we haven't heard a lot from the no, NAACP. I'll, 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 I'll step right up. Now. I'll say. I'll say no. So JB says I, no. I, I, I say, say no. Again, can, I give, can I give? Can I give? Can I give? So D says no. Professor, so what's your vote, Professor? <laughs> so what's the question again? The question is: Do you think the Black Lives Matter organization can replace the NAACP? I think we need to get rid of all of them. Uh, yes or no? 
pick can, one. Can it replace it? Yeah, because it's the same shit. So what about? Okay, you say yes. So here, I'll, D, I'll, hold on, hold on. D and JB, what if they can employ some young black lawyers to be able to add a different element to the, to here, the here's my here's here's what I'll say, and I'll, I'll just qualify this. The NAACP has lost its um, luster and its uh, and its fire. Okay, as Professor was saying, this is what you flashcard. This is what's hot right now. Mm-hmm. This Black Lives Matter. Okay, so what what really needs to happen is we all need to get engaged. We all need to be more involved and not rely or or you know. This organization out here, they need to be doing something for me or whatever. No, we need to be doing something for ourselves. So within our community. So to for say sure. that it's we, we got to wait for this organization, that's the same thing as saying who's going to be the next Martin Luther King. Correct. Right. I so, I mean, it, it's it's not we ourselves, like you, we mentioned on the last uh, last episode, you know, Barack Obama was elected president. Right. Big feet. Big, Big feet. So. It's not so. I wouldn't look at it as that we have to have some specific leader. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be. We all need to be leaders. And when that happens, you know, not that you want to say that these organizations are irre- irrelevant, but to some degree, they, you know, the way society is and how it moves and you know, it's, it, and how dynamic it is. You got to have a different a different game plan. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's different times. Um, you know, I'll, I'll make an example how, uh, um, you know, we, we talk about different game plans and different, you know, when you look at unions, you know, we talked about that a little bit ago. Unions had a purpose, you know, for workers' rights, different things that were going on in the workplace. They had, they had a purpose. Now those are in law, you know, the, the, all that stuff's been legislated. That's, that's, that's on the books. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff's just the law. That's just the law of the land now. So it's kind of become somewhat irrelevant at this point in some, in some cases. So the workers' rights and so on, you know, those types of things. So employers can't do the same things that they used to be able to do. No. So I feel like you have to, the, 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 it has to evolve. It has to move. It has to change, you know, change with the times and still meet the demands that we need to meet. And I think it's now is a little bit more um, at the local level, in your communities, that's where it needs to happen. You know, you still need to have some type of country and federal, you know, uh, as, as a nation, have some type of apparatus. But it really is just us doing what we need to do as individuals and in, in leading our communities, man. So as you say that, let me ask this. Because, you know, with this, um, you hear the term millennial a lot. Mm-hmm. So with that term millennial do you think to the millennials black lives matter is the new generation in double acp i do i do um them millennials got a lot of fire they're you know they're, they're, they're smart they're eager they have a lot of energy and they they just don't back down um I do, man. I think that could be the future of the NAACP. But with that, I like millennials. There's a there's a good and bad to the millennial, and and this just is for me. Um, 
being supervisor over millennials at times and things like that, a lot of times millennials are for themselves. If there's no benefit for them, they have no skin in the game. Uh, so if like during this, during the movement, if there's nothing for them per se, can they keep the movement itself or the organization itself going forward? So they, I guess to say they will not stay millennials. (laughs) We all get old. Yeah. One dynamic, I think to touch on with that, I think when you say that they um, are out for themselves, I think it may be a little twist on they want instant gratification. So I think that there's that, that's a little difference in their mind. They've they've come up in a world where things are so instant and things happen right now, whereas two generations before, you had to put more time in to get change. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know people are fed up and they want change now. However, the how you go about it and how you and how you produce that change. Um, that still does take time. It's right. not, it's not, it's, 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 long it's not game versus right, short game. the long game versus short game. So that's a flat, the, the, like we talked about the riot, that's a flash in the pan. But I think the millennials attitude is they want that. They want it now. They want it right now, mm-hmm. but they got to have some, some wisdom and some, and some maturity to understand not only to get it, but how to maintain it. How, so, how, yeah. how does it, how does it, so, la- how does it make it long lasting? So I think the millennials working with some, um, you know, some more veteran people can be a, a good combination. Um, the millennials can create that fire and that, you know, that that smoke everybody looking for versus, I mean, I'm sorry, in addition to some veterans, you know, maybe working hand in hand with them. And I think like you're saying, uh, it will, it would be nice in this instance if, and I'm not saying this isn't happening because I'm sure it is happening to some degree, but it's not again in the media and, and publicized that NAACP organizations, the urban league organizations, different organizations that have more of an historical Doing footprint footprint in this country, bringing some of the, the, the BLM folks along mm-hmm. and helping them out um, in some respects. So, and, and I, and I agree with JB. You know, when we talk movement uh, in ref- in terms of uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, we can't place a monetary value on that. And you're like, well, what do you mean? There Currently, it's being franchised through the organization. When I think back about, uh, when I think back to the times where Martin Luther King and them were marching, it wasn't a monetary value, it was a transformational value. And what I mean by that is, you had to be willing to do this with Nothing other than the intent to transform. We all know that money is influential, right? But I think that we've gotten away from our intentions, meaning that transforming this thing and changing rather than, hey, listen, we can market this, right? We've turned it into a marketing scheme, marketing ploy. So when we talk about our millennials, our millennials haven't had the opportunity as our Generation X, which we are Generation X. But let me let me ask you this question. When you say that they have not had the opportunity, to me, this is the golden age to be able to speak out. As far as a Generation X, I mean, I can remember times when I was a kid that I got chased by a white, but, but, uh, truck full of white boys 
calling me, you know, nigger this and nigger that to where, you know, these millennials, they're not facing that same. They're, they're facing it a different type of way. They're not facing it that type of way. So them being able to speak out on social media, um, being able to get their message out a lot easier with the times. I think they have more of an advantage to be able to do that. Well, they don't have an advantage because as much access to media and information that they have, they lack the ability to manage that, right? So what I'm saying is a the, lot of the maintenance piece, the they, long-term piece. Listen, they don't have the common sense value to say, okay, I have all this information. I have all this data. But when you look at it, you look and see what they do on social media. Right, TikTok, TikTok. They're <laughs> dancing. They they're flashing uh, $180 in ones with two tens or a hundred dollar bills on top. They don't know how to manage that, right? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you have to remove the the monetary value of it and install the transformational value of it. And our unfortunately, our millennials are not prepared for that. We haven't taught them that. Which I mean. In this, I mean, uh, we talked about this in the last episode, but it, it leads me back to this. And again, um, when you're looking at the protests, when you're looking at who's donating to the organization, when you're looking at um, people that are injecting themselves into social media, as far as YouTube and stuff like that, the 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 white people that are speaking out about this. But but the best way to show that Black Lives Matter is hit these white folks in their fucking pockets. We already talked about how uh, the African-American community is 13% of the economy. When we stop investing in their white America, what happens to the Dow Jones? It plummets, right? So that true Black Lives Matter movement is to take back our resources and our buying power and to create another Black Wall Street. That's the true Black Lives Matter movement. Now, I'm, now, I know I said that we have to remove the monetary value and the trans, and, and install the transformational value. But the point is, until we take back ownership and until we continue to invest in our own communities, then this Black Lives Matter organization that we have right now and this Black Lives Matter— It's Life a flash Matter, in the pan. It's a flash in the pan, like J.B. Yeah, said. So it means he, shit. Right. Yeah. So, so to me, you, you, you brought up some good points, Professor, about ownership. You know, owning your own, owning your, owning your, uh, your future, owning your, your, your business, being owners, being investors, because, you know, money talks. It does. It, it does. So it's if you want to, if you want to, right. If you want to affect, affect things and change things, money is what makes things move. Shit, that's, the, that's the whole reason why we can't, so why we, people right. going back to work right now so, in the so, pandemic. So I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. the most nonviolent and passive Again, I'm all for riding. However, when you, for example, the Rosa uh, Parks incident when they made her uh, change her seat, mm-hmm. you know what they did to fuck them up? They boycotted. The boss, the bus companies lost so much money. What did they do? Fuck it. You can say whatever you want, right? So again, you remove the monetary value for the transformational value, right? which ultimately affects the monetary value, which changes everything, right? So again, ownership, taking it back. We fuel the economy. Let's do our own shit. And that's the Black Lives Matter movement because we do matter. We matter so much that if we stop buying your fucking phony ass products, 
your country goes into a third world country, your, your, your stock market crashes, right? So Black Lives Matter movement consists of the impact we have when we don't participate in your fucked up ass government. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go back. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no, hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. You're no. fucked up. No, I'm no. Back. The, hold on. I got hold you. On. But listen, no, 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 no. I'm no. about to say it. No, I'm hold about on. To say no, no, it. I'm about to no, say no, no, no. Hold on. With this, I'm going to say I, I appreciate the fact that you said because I mean from from our previous episode with protest versus riot, I brought up how Rosa Parks was able to protest a situation and shut some shit down. But that was the long game. It wasn't necessarily a riot that shut that shit she, down with hey, that. Hey, Professor, she didn't burn the bus down. She bro. didn't burn the bus down, but she was, <laughs> able, <laughs> she was able to protest and be able to disrupt that whole fucking How? bus system. How? How? It wasn't a riot, though. It was through boycotting. It was. You're right. And that, that's, that, that's, that's a peaceful that's protest. But you didn't bring that up. I, I, I Dude, you, you, you gotta be in your game, bro. What you talking about? You ain't bring that up. What is this? <laughs> that motherfucker be saying some shit. But the point is, black lives matter. Of course, we matter. Our lives matter. But our lives matter because of what we, the value that we add to the American economy. Absolutely. The value that mm -hmm. we add Absolutely. to the American trends and styles. We add so much flavor to America. We add so much money and currency to America that they couldn't do this shit without us, right? They couldn't. So, so when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we have to remove the value that we add from their society and from their world for them to realize. Again, I know I said that we have to, it has, it's not about the monetary value, it's about the transformational value, but the transformational value ultimately affects the monetary value that ultimately affects the transition and the transformation, right? So again, I think that once we take back our value and begin to add it to our own community, build our own banks like the Black Wall Street, mm -hmm. man, listen, yeah, I, they're going to continue to do what they're going to do. Yeah, get them in the pocket. Right. The pocket. Yeah. So you know, we you you were talking about the NCAA when you try to get to the NCAACP, NCAACP, which triggered something. I love you, brother. Yeah, yeah. But, I love you too, brother. Yeah, <laughs> but let's get it. Um, I, I don't know the gentleman's name. He's the uh, he's a, a, a basketball um, recruit that ended up going to Howard. Yes, I saw that in the in the news. Yes. Yeah. So so and I, and, I, and, I, yeah, and I know that Stephen A. Uh, Smith, Smith on ESPN has been screaming off the rooftops for this for the last couple of years about how these players need to go to HBCUs mm -hmm. because NCAA is out of control. But it's also the universities, you yeah. know, because they're 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 getting all of this money, you know, and funneling all this money from these players and these sports and lining their pockets. That why not line the pockets of these HBCUs? You're only gonna be there for one year anyway, bruh. You know, go go to go why to this. Let them yeah. make the money. Go, let them make these. Make, let them, I hate to say it, but let them make the money off of you. You know, because right now I guess you can't get paid anyway for <laughs> playing basketball. If you basketball want to allow somebody to get make for the first money, year anyway, let yeah. an HBCU yeah, yeah. profit. Let, let let them profit well, well, but and it, put it back and put but, it back in their pocket. But it's much more great. It's much greater than that. When you talk about HBCU, you're talking about again a historical value, History. right? Yeah. That they're teaching us. I'm going to read you this quote, and this is by President Obama. It says, "If you think education is expensive, wait until you see how much." ignorance cost right so when you go to the hbcu you get an understanding of a who you are even if you don't have a father even if you came from a broken home and b how great you are right so 
you can stick a $150,000 scholarship in front of me from a, a Big Ten or a Pac-12 or a Big 12 or SEC school, and you can give me an opportunity to be a millionaire. But if you don't give me an opportunity to know who I am and know my identity, I'm fucked, right? So when we talk about Black Lives Matter versus the Black Lives Matter organization, right, mm-hmm. now I'm lost because the movement versus the uh, the co-op. I'm learning to be invest in anything. But when you give me the opportunity to realize who I am and where I come from, then I understand that the true value and the movement consists of the value that we add to the American society and how do we remove that, right, in order to transform. So. Yeah, I think that parallels great, Professor, to what you was talking about, about uh, ownership and, um, you know, keep keeping things in house, so to speak, to drive That's right. change. That's right. If if more college athletes went right. to HBCUs, right. mm-hmm. that would definitely change some things with these universities. It would change a lot. Man, because these universities, they can't ha- they, they, they they're on a house of cards when it comes to their fi- their funding and if, their finances. If you look, if they at didn't it. have sports that would fund the, the, what they are. You're Michigan. Yeah, they 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 they, so they rely would so heavily on TV contracts and all this money that's coming in from these football and basketball programs. They they would they would they would really be struggling. Listen, mm-hmm. you, when we talk segregation, we're looking at a freaking boycott off of a bus. A bus. They told Rosa she couldn't sit where she wanted to sit. Martin and the other team members said, "Listen, we ain't riding, we walking." They lost so much revenue to where they were ready to say, "You know what? Maybe the segregation thing is not good at all." Montgomery says, take the bus, but leave, Listen, leave the driving to us. I'd rather listen, walk. Man, I'd rather walk, <laughs> right? So it's the value that we add to the community, the white community, the white government. When we remove that and we and we invest that in our own, man, listen. Well, well that's, well, that's what You can change. get some shit done. Yeah, that's what it changed. So, 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 so hold on. So, so we're going to agree to disagree, but then I'm going to agree. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> only you would say some shit like that. <laughs> Based on our current condition of our government. I'm just glad we're not slaves these times. The episode ain't over yet. I've evolved. (laughs) I've evolved. I've evolved. Based based on the current condition of our government, writing is effective. However, the fact that we don't understand who we are and how great we are, we don't realize the significance of protest. Protest is okay, right? But there has to come an action. And what I mean by that is, when Rosa Parks decided to protest, we decided to boycott. When we took our resources away from our white government, they panicked because they knew that the buying power and the strength of the African-American community was way more stronger than, Phenomenal. Their, own, than their own, right? Just like when the Dow dropped, they start panicking. We stopped, what is it called, uh, Black Tuesday? Blackout week. Blackout week. We start buying everything black. Black on black, black on black, black coffee, black donuts, black everything. The Dow dropped, and I and I oh, watched the stock market. Oh, I got it on black my phone. Everything. I black did. Everything. I watched it. I mean, I, oh, I, it, black, it was amazing right. to black see was, the man. difference between right. you know that week and how they uh, right. they showed how the the, the yeah. Dow just continued to drop compared to the following week. I mean, I mean, it, it was amazing just to see right. how influential so, the black dollar so, was. So 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 and I'm, I'm dropped the signal yet. So when we again when we talk Black Lives Matter. Look at the boycott from Rosa Parks. Look at Black Tuesday when the Dow dropped. That's how you know Black Lives Matter, because the impact that it has to our world and our economy. I agree, most definitely.
And I mean, it's just amazing to see how influential. I mean, I know I just said it, but it's just amazing to see how influential we as black folks can be on the economy, on the uh, social issues, on things of worldly things of the world. Because um, I mean, they're all over the place. They're 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 protesting and stuff like that in London. They're um, other countries. Uh, I can't think of. I, I can see them, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. But countries all over the world, um, they're having protests for Black Lives. Yeah, but you know, it will. Let's let's don't get blinded, blindsided by these other countries that are protesting. Again, because we fuel our American economy. The moment we get a hair up our ass and decide to stop buying, those countries are impacted as well. So they're wise enough to know, let, let, let us go ahead and jump on the bandwagon and let them know that we support them because the moment they pull their dollars out, we're fucked. Because these white boys don't buy this shit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's what that's what it is. It's all about money. You know, it's the exchanging the monetary value for the transformational value. That's what it is. I mean, that just, I mean, it's, it's a great point. Um, so, I mean, with that, I'll ask this then. So with the movement in itself, what can derail or corrupt the movement to make us, to make the whole Black Lives Matter movement or organization? Just I think it's like going on ass. right now. I think it's going on right now. I think when, like I was saying about with the bricks, setting out bricks and stuff, I, I think that... You had these organizations, and I and I think that they're opportunists because they're looking at this. Okay, this is getting some traction. Let's try to push our political agenda on with this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Or it's organizations where um, um, I don't know something that you played earlier before. I don't know if that dude was just a shyster. I don't yeah. know if he was just a shyster or whatever. The individual but, foundation. Right, right, right. So you, you got people that's trying to make a dollar off of it and say, okay, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm yep. Black Lives Matter. Uh, Charity. I'm, I'm Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter, Matter Dash 2.0. Dash 2. Yeah. So all, all you know, all, all this opportunity <laughs> stuff. So it's happening right now, but we got to stay focused. And I, you know, and we talked about uh, previously, you know, with the statues and you know, name changing and all these, all these other things, which the I guess Black in the anthem before, NFL yeah, before game. the NFL. I mean, like all this stuff. that's like, okay, yeah, but we got to stay focused on what we're talking about. We're talking about Police brutality. That's police what talk- reform. Police reform. I, I know that's- a lot of people are saying defund the police and things well, like that's, that. That's that's retarded. But <laughs> that's dumb as hell. So, but but when, when but when it says defund the police, and this is another thing, it's easy to say defund the police. Or are you really saying maybe some of the dollars that are being spent on on some police dollars need to go to some other things? Uh, you know, whatever. Okay, I can I can understand some of that. But to say that, all right, just pull the cops off the street. And just, you know, we're we done. <laughs> and you know, that brings a funny thought to my, and, and, uh, excuse my humor, but a funny thought to, to mind when, I mean, I hear as being law enforcement, defund the police. There's a lot of things that could happen with that. So, okay, you hire more social workers. So are you going to send a social worker to this naked mental with his dick out? Hell no. Running up and down Hell no. Streets? Hell no. Is Hell that no. who you really that's, want to respond to That's what I'm that? saying. I think, I think it, you know, <laughs> when point, you talk man. about police Good reform, <laughs> leave it at police reform. Don't say defund the police. Say, say when police reform, yeah, maybe some dollars need to be partioned off to take care of some other things that the community is spending on. Law, you know, policing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand that, but 
to say that you just totally just eradicate it and get rid of it, that's fucking So let's talk past and present. Here we go. In the, in the past, we had a clear-cut leader, whether it be Mandela, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, so on and so forth. In our current-day society, we do not have a modern-day leader for the African-American community. We do not, right? The problem that we're having is we're not utilizing our social media to the best uh, to our best interests, right? If I was in charge and looking at the current situation on social media, I would give you every fucking business that we were going to boycott and every business we we're going to support. And I guarantee every constituent of the government that had some kind of ties to any business and saw the money and the revenue that they were losing and how much stronger that the African American community was becoming. Those motherfuckers yeah, but, be ready to yeah, be bar. They would be like ready we, to barter. But, but ready like to we were saying earlier, though, man, you, right. it's not about having some singularity leader. It's about right. having leaders right. in these communities. I mean, right. you, you could do that in, in your community. Somebody else right. could do it in another community. But as long as they're still aligned, aligned and, right. and what, what needs to happen, it'll still be the same right. um, result. But when Martin spoke and they said, hey, this is what we're going to do, the entire country did that right we don't have that same thing anymore who do we have you ain't i ain't heard nothing from uh messy jesse i ain't heard nothing from messy jesse you know you're right man we heard brother al sharp now i did listen to farrakhan's speech in the garden right farrakhan has always and i mean always gave his 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 intentions and what he believed to be true as far as the direction we should go in, right? But you haven't heard anything from our other leaders saying, hey, listen, this is what we're going to do, and this is what we need to do. Yeah, but I, I'm just planet. being honest with you. I don't, They've been hands I don't, off. I don't, I don't, They've been I don't hands off, to, JP. I don't, I don't need to listen to no, Jesse or Al and I, tell I, me, you know, how, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just being real, bro. I agree. But who do we have to say, hey, this is direction that we need to go. I mean, there was a point in time that those two were very influential. But you know why? When it came you forward. know why? Because they were, again, age of information. When you had less information, less coverage, less TV, less everything, those were the voices that were allowed to be there mm-hmm. and push their way through there. Now everybody can get on fucking the yeah. internet, do anything. Shit, we got a fucking podcast. So, <laughs> so I mean. It's it's like please listen and subscribe. But yeah, but, but the point is, is that everybody has access to share information at this point in effect change. You know, yes, it needs to be aligned. I agree with you what you're saying. There need to be more leaders, but at the local level, yes. But I mean, with that, local leaders that don't need acknowledgement from social media, don't need acknowledgement from mainstream media who's actually truly working for the communities that they want to be a leader of. Um, they don't need the sunshine. They don't need all the press and things like that to be able to move forward and, you know, lead their community in the direction that they need to go. They, that they're working an actual agent of the community. Yeah. I bet you pe- people that really know, um, where they, you know, have a, have a finger on the pulse of their community. They know who the leaders are. Yeah. They know who the people who are moving. They know the people who are shaking. And those, and those are the people that they respond to, okay, you know, locally. So getting more involved locally, you'll see more local change. Although, you know, I'll put it like this. I did not support the CHOP zone out in Seattle. 
What the and hell is that? That was so stupid. The top man. zone was they had six blocks where they took over in Seattle to where it was basically lawless. Um, it was like a group of individuals who basically ran the this these six blocks. They they took over the police precinct there. Oh, so this was uh, what, what was that movie called? Uh, when they had like one night and they could just do whatever they wanted to? It was something like the Purge. purge. Yeah, the Purge. purge. Yeah, that sounds like that's it. Yeah, like what? Like a month? And so, they, I mean, they, they had this area for like I a whole purge. month where they took over these six blocks of Seattle. I mean, it was all kind of stuff like that happened there. There what was the a couple hell murders. Rapes. Um, it was like a police free zone, basically. That's what it meant. I mean, and the police actually did not go in there under the mayor's. Oh, orders and things like that, unless a actual who the fuck crime. was in there, dude. I'm telling you, it was one person that took over. He was he, he was a rapper <laughs> that took over the he, he took over the chop zone. He ran the top chop zone. He ran he ran uh, the trap. And he ran the trap. The chop <laughs> zone. All that shit. Um, but I mean, My it just became a point to where there was uh, shootings happening in there. It was the murders that happened in there. Did y'all ever see? Uh... I don't know if y'all ever watched uh, The Wire. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you remember, uh, uh, was it Hampstead? What was it called? When they when they just, the cops wouldn't go to a certain area. They want all the fiends and everybody to go to a certain spot. Oh, and it was yeah. Just, it was just, they just let everything happen. <laughs> and that's basically what they, the Because they wanted zone to keep was. everybody away in other areas in Baltimore. That's basically what the top zone was, <laughs> kind of to a degree. I mean, it, it took finally the, um, the mayor getting her head out her ass to let yeah. that police actually go in there to break stupid, it up. Cause man. I mean, there was murders, ha- there was murders that happened in there. There was all kind of crazy. Stuff. I mean, you, the, the, the people who took it over would not allow you to go in there unless you showed them that your driver's license that showed you had an address in the top zone. I mean, dude, it was fucking ridiculous. I mean, that's why I say local leaders have to be responsible Yeah, absolutely. in these areas. And you know, cause that was, I mean, that was just, Totally fucked up. Wasn't it a police precinct? It was a police precinct that got took. Yeah, they they took it completely. Took it over. Kicked the police out. (laughs) How the fuck you get the police out? I mean, dude, I I don't know. That's some whole shit. Up in up in Minneapolis when they burn the burn that precinct down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, crazy. I mean, it just you have to have. I mean, in the leaders that you pick to do these, they they have to be responsible in their ways, and they have to have good leadership. To be able to can to to be able to lead their communities into a better place, to where they're not so hyped up by social media, so hyped up by trying to get mainstream media and things like that. Because I mean, in my opinion, in being a just say off work being a citizen and on duty being a law enforcement officer, the media is so fucked up. They're only perspective is to get whatever is going to get them ratings. So if that right. shows black people being at their worst and being at their stupidest, they're going to show that. Cause they, I mean, it is, it never fails. They'll go pick the stupidest person to be like no teeth. Yeah. You're right, man. Homeless. Be talking about, Hey, Hey, did you see what happened out here? No, no. They'll interview everybody there, but they'll be like, the only nah, show. Uh, yeah. we going to show him. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. Exactly. That's fucked and up. And so, I mean, the media is so irresponsible. They know what they're doing, this. man. Yeah, no, they, they know what they're doing, but they they're irresponsible they with it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's irresponsible because they put out an agenda that does not speak to what's so actually happening. That's why, like, you know, where we started with the, the movement and organization, like, this, this global network organization, yeah. I, I, I can't get down with a lot of things that they say and I think that most most 
black people in the, in America aren't with everything that's on their mission statement. However, there's going to have to be, yeah, professor. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> what's your thoughts, man? My thoughts again, I tell you, we're I know you ex- will exchanging, exchanging the monetary value for the transformation value. Again, Black Lives Matter should be about the value that we add to our American economy and our American way of life. When you take that back and you keep that for yourself, then you begin to see the impact. That's what Black Lives yeah. Matter means. That's right, exactly what it means. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's, it's a lot more. I really do think this is an opportunity for us to really get a handle and control of the movement and make it about us and not let other entities co-op what we need to be doing and what we need to be about. Now, one thing I'm going to say, and, and this is what I do agree with, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, the rioting is irrelevant when it comes to the value that we add to our system and our government. The rioting is irrelevant. I agree with that. Although it is effective, it is irrelevant, right? But again, because we have no apparent leader like we had back in 1960 or 1950, mm-hmm. we're just doing what we think creates change the fastest. That's, that's, yeah. that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. I know, niggas. I'm the professor. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't do it. It's on the tip of my motherfucking tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) I'm being nice today. I know. We're not slaves today. You're not. You're not. You're not. And we're not asleep. You're not asleep. We woke and we ain't slaves. But I just gave I just hey, that's gave, a good day. But it's your blanket. Day. But I just gave each of you niggas. I just gave each of you niggas Care Bear book bags. <laughs> as long as they ain't sunshine, Care Bear, I'm good. <laughs> I ever talked to y'all, I ever talked to you about this place within the beams. Oh my god! Oh, oh, we ain't talking about the and, and on that note, where we going? We're going to leave you black in thought with this thought: um, the movement versus the organization are two different things. And when you look at the two as a people, you know, we ask you to understand that the media doesn't portray us in a good light when it becomes uh, a position of the movement versus the organization. As JB talked about, there are a lot of things that, you know, we as a people may not agree with with the organization, but we still stand solid with equality and justice reforms when it comes to black people because without those things we're still in the 60s and everything else when it comes to that thank you for listening to this episode and we want you to come back for more if you like what you heard please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from we're on all the major networks apple google Tune in, Spotify, and many more. Check out our social media and please like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Black and Thought, Instagram, Black and Thought Podcast, and Twitter, Black and Thought Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and once again, thank you for listening.